anything. Right. And so in two or three generations, cannabis more than pretty much any other plant, um, it will react to the external conditions since it's got this bag of tools in its genetics. Okay, I'm going to be that. Well, here you go. But there are some that, regardless of their environmental influence, are kind of holding their own. My blueberry, you know, since 98, mother and father have been, she just hasn't lost anything. Yeah, there's there's certain things that have, uh, I think I kind of think of it like an alpha, an alpha plant or not, you know what I mean? Like something's just so rock solid, and that's where... Um, when all my when all my friends were doing feminized stuff, what I realized was everything that they didn't like was what I liked because they were like, this plant sucks, I can't make it flip. And I'd be like, this is awesome, this plant is like, you know, you can't, you can't, it's indestructible. You can just open the door, flash it with a light, do whatever the hell you want with it, it won't, it won't flip. The plants that they loved were all the weak, genetic kind of like, oh, that one turned, flipped over to male really quick. Well, that's not a good thing, you know what I mean? You don't want to play that hours of light. You know, you just do one thing wrong and it's gonna do that. So in a way, I think a lot of times with the feminized too, it really depended on the uh, starting material. Like if some people had good starting material and they made good feminized stuff, it was good weed, you know what I mean? That's where I'm not like against feminized, it's just I'm against bad selection and feminized because if you select based on it, the easiness of flipping it over from one thing to the other, that's not a good thing. It's more like, I got something that's so good, but I managed to flip it, you know, and it was, you know, actually the only person that I respected a little bit was that Simon did it without telling anybody. So he's like, well, if I just make it feminized, and then I sell them for like a year, and if nobody complains, right, and then I tell them they're feminized, they start complaining, it's just because they're telling them they're feminized, because like they would say, hey, these all are Hermie, or these all are Shrek, but they, they didn't, they were like, dude, they're all they're all female, all the greatest grower in the world, yay, like they loved it, so he's like, I'm just making them feel good, you know what I mean, and after one year, if I don't get like 50 people calling me and say, oh, I got a Hermes, then I'll know that it's not, you know, it's not in there, so he actually started with good material, which is, I think, the key. It's like, if you have something that you think is really, like, uh, special and needs to be, I can see the value of it, but from a long-term point of view, I think it's just way cooler to watch young people and everybody who has genetics finally, like, I mean, there's so much breeding going on, it's crazy. It's like, it's like the amount of... Is, is, there, is it breeding or is it pollen checking? I mean, we're, we're not seeing no, stable there's some real work happening. There's some real work happening. I think there's a couple people who actually, because it's all about numbers. Like if you don't have the numbers or the ability to, to do it properly and log everything and make it work, then there's no point in doing it. Like you can't like, oh, I'm gonna do a uh, hundred plants. Like that's nothing. You know what I mean? You gotta have a, you have to have a goal. You have to have a, a, an objective. If you're just throwing pollen around some random stuff, then you obviously don't have a goal. But as long as you can say, this is what I want to end up with in the end. I'm shooting for this. Whether you take it F2, F3, or F4, F27. Coming out with a goal at the end, and as long as you're eliminating some of the shit that's not good, I mean, at least you're working for that goal. Um, but there's too many, here, let's make some new shit, and then, hold on, the born on date on your CPAC says January 15th, and you're releasing them February 15th. Right. But, so if you care for a month, huh, well, you didn't test them then. Right. You didn't, you didn't grow anything, so, oh. I mean, that's probably checking out its finest right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and the or, thing is, this industry is going to—it's going to happen because right. there's a new guy every day. 
who thinks he's a genius and he's gonna start a seed company and he's got great names that he came up with because he's really high. Like, oh yeah, taking a Harley Sue and I'm gonna cross it with whatever and I'm gonna, you know, I got this great name and you're like, okay, names don't make weed, you know what I mean? And that's the problem is there's a lot of that going on. I think the reality is if, if you, it's a lot like naming stuff, like people name stuff before they grow it, it's not going to ma ever make sense, you know what I mean? But the minute you name it after you've grown it and you've experienced it, it always makes sense, you know what I mean? It's like there's five people sit in a room and smoke something and it all makes them have their left foot go limp and they call it left foot limpy and everybody does it goes, oh my god, my left foot went limp. That shit's a winner, you know what I mean? But like if... You call it something and it doesn't make any sense. Nothing happens like I was, I was back east on a bug legging run and um, someone asked what was in the bucket that I had brought in and um, I said, pot. They said, what kind of pot? And I said, good pot. They said, well, what's it called? You know, it was just some good bud. And so I said, young. Six months later, I was down in Laytonville and someone was telling me about this great yum that they wanted to sell me. Right. Yeah, it goes. I mean, and, and, and I mean, I have, I have. Uh, you remember Steve Dumac out in Amsterdam? Out in Amsterdam, you ever Dumac? Uh, the, the nose, the nose. No, they called him the nose. He was always judging out there for the cups. He was a. Yeah. Anyway, he was classic because you know he he would if, I, if he got your like before you gave him the, like if you showed him weed he would go yeah that's all right. And then he'd be like, how much? And he'd be like, ah, oh, it's 45 or whatever. And he'd be like, ah, oh, I'll give you 38. Ah, oh, you bastard. He'd chisel you hard. And then he'd turn around and sell it for 65. And it'd be the best weed in town. And it was like, wait a minute. Four seconds ago, we were arguing over the fact that you were like, it's not so good. Now that you own it, <laughs> it is the best weed in town. You know what I mean? It's just like, this is the way it is. You remember a guy in Amsterdam, John Hill? The Englishman that was growing for Tony. Ah, interesting. I kind of do. But not, 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 not like if we hung out or anything. Was he growing in Amsterdam or was he Yeah, yeah, he had that, that, that big, it was a seven and a half acre greenhouse that got busted. It was his group that was actually fixing the price of pot in Europe at five and a quarter a gram, right? And after they got busted, it fluctuated between 250 a gram and 25 a gram. A bunch of coffee shops went out of business. Wow. They, no. were, they were doing the tours. Uh, and went outside of town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was very, That was actually one of the weirdest things, because that was like really like, I guess that was like 94. Yeah, late, mid late 90s. Yeah, it was really didn't last much longer than 94 and 95. The, the funny thing with that was it was a greenhouse outside of town, and they had a, they drive around the middle of town with a giant billboard that said like, big pictures of greenhouse, like, come down and see the greenhouse. And I went out there, and it was like, bunch of like white trash hanging out in a greenhouse <laughs> trying to sell you clones and I just remember an interesting thing from it they had a tower built in the greenhouse they would go up on with binoculars to see if the plants were leaning toward a hermaphrodite 
what he does, but there was a male that would all lean that way, and they'd scoot out on four wheelers to find the male and pull it out. Really? That's interesting. That's, that's what they oh, said. I'm just wondering if it's I never heard that. So they could, they would see the plants leaning towards the male. Yes. Wow. With binoculars from a tower. From a tower. That they would that drive. That's that's well, the Swiss had it the best. They were paying their kids 50 cents a minute to run through the fields and pull them out. Wow, that's Did you ever make it to Switzerland? No. No. Did, did, you get, did you get up to Chris Iverson's place when he had it up there? No. In Switzerland? Uh, Breeder no. Steve. Oh, no. Chris Iverson. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah, he's There's a lot of names. Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> Is that the uh, oh, so the movie? Did he make a movie? Oh dear God! I don't know if the Green Goddess <laughs> oh, ever got made or not. Dear God! Paul Stanford. Paul Stanford gave Chris Iverson. I think he gave him. Oh, by the time it got done, about $150,000 for special effects after it was shot. And I don't even know if the movie ever did come out. I don't think there was any special effects in that movie. It was, it was no, like there was. I, I saw it the one. The money disappeared. Yeah, that was, was in prison last night. Did he get busted? I thought he was still doing something out of... Down in Oregon. Yeah, Southern Oregon. Interesting thing, the characters, the cast of characters. Cider? Oh, jeez. You know, that, that was one of the things I was thinking about earlier was, uh, you know, me being in Amsterdam, like, I was completely ignorant to the fact that when I was running my stores in, like, 96, like, you know, 95, 96, 97, like, what an impact that was making back here. The New York Times yeah, uh, magazine piece. Yeah, that was in 93, that was a beautiful cover shot. Uh, that was a different guy's cover shot, but it was, uh, we were had a really big section in there for that. And that was, you dropped your name. Yeah, yeah, I was a name, I, I didn't care about it. All right, I'm good, Sid. Actually, it said Adam Dunn said that Bubblegum was selling like crazy. But it was interesting to see that that article was written by Michael Pollan, who's the guy who wrote the Botany of Desire. So it was actually like really cool to have the first guy to ever interview me end up bringing an author that I really respected. You know, I mean, it wasn't like. Like, oh yeah, some hack, you know what I mean? And he really wrote from the heart. Like, he wrote that article as a super positive article, and that one was, I mean, it was New York Times 1993. That's pretty damn, like, that was aggressive. Huh? It had to be 96, 97. No, no, no. This is what I'm talking about. Are you thinking of the color one? With the, the color one, it was the Sunday magazine. It had to be 93 because I was in. 93 is when you and I met. You were working at Cincy Seeds. Yeah, but I had, oh no, 95. Yeah, for the yes. five yeah, 95. You're right. You're right. <laughs> time, time, goes, time goes strangely slow and fast. Oh, time. really fast. And the closer you get to... It depends what you got to get, get, get done. If you got to get nothing done, it goes really, really slow. <laughs> when you got a lot to get done, it goes really, really fast. Last night I had to make that PowerPoint for today. That was fun. That was... Uh, I knew I had to be up at... Like eight, and I went to bed at five thirty, and I was like, "This is going to be a really fun wake up." Here. I had a suit on. Yeah. I had to suit up. I had to get uh, suited and booted for the show, make it proper. But 
you know, the crazy thing about that is I, I always feel bad not wearing a hemp suit, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel I have to have a hemp suit because I'm a hemp tailor, and that's what I do. And the crazy part was about two years ago, there was a 